You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. is author of 21 Days to Self-Love, and we learned pretty quickly we are kindred spirits. Sarah uses her self-love lessons and incorporates them into her business coaching, creating a beautiful, well-balanced offering. Take a listen. Sarah, I am so excited we are getting to talk today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat. I just, I can already feel it's going to be a good conversation. It's getting our morning off on the right foot, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, first, tell us about yourself. Well, let's see. Where should I start? Where do I begin? No. Um, So I am a, I'm a coach now, but I do like to kind of give a little bit about my backstory because I think, um, I think it's helpful to kind of know where I've come from. And so um, just probably, well, so for the last, for 10 years, for a decade, I was in the beauty industry and I did hair and makeup um, and and all of that. And I loved it and I still love it. But at some point there was kind of like this this, um, gap that I could feel where um, I was starting to want to make kind of like a, a, just make a difference on a deeper level with people because I could see uh, especially in really amazing women, like there's just this gap where they just don't see themselves as amazing and like powerful as they really are. And while I would be doing their makeup, I would be wanting to kind of like go deeper with them, but it just it wasn't appropriate in that setting. And so fast forward a few years, I ended up, I, I got um, a coaching certification. I'm now a hypnotherapist and, uh, and kind of like was able to really kind of like transform myself and transform how I help people to be able to make a difference on a deeper level. Um, and so I, I like to tell that story for two reasons. One, it shows that you're never stuck in any situation because that was kind of a thing for me for a while is like, I just felt like maybe I, I was only ever meant to do this one thing, even though I had kind of like a deeper yearning in my heart. And then when I was able to like completely reinvent myself, let's say, um, I saw that that wasn't the truth, that the only thing that was ever really stuck was how I was viewing myself. And so that's kind of how I help people is I help them get over those, those internal blocks that kind of keep them trapped and stuck in something and be able to, to basically do whatever you want. I call it magic, but there's really no magic to it. It's just about tapping into something <laughs> deeper in yourself. So, so that's a little background about me. Yeah. The, a long, the long way of getting there. No, I like that because it's true. So, so many of us like feel that pressure to be stuck in that one position or that one you know, dream job that everybody asks us as we're growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And no one says like, you can be anything you want and you can be all of these things at the same time. And so I think that's a great lesson. Now you said it's magic, but truly like, what do you feel like is that process of being a business mentor to entrepreneurs, business owners? What, what does that look like? Well, for me, I, I use a lot of different tools, right? Like there's, there's a lot of things because 
Because I feel like there's there's this tendency to be like strategy, 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 and like really get like focused on that and only focused, especially in our businesses on the to-do list and all of the many things that we have to do. And that is important, right? Like it's really important to, to have kind of a focus and to have a, what I call a 3D strategy of getting there. That's part of it. Um, but then the other part that I like to bring in with people is is kind of, again, I've been talking about that deeper level. There's something else going on in in, in the world, right? There's, there's this like spiritual aspect of life. And so whether you like not religious, but like just spiritual, like whatever, whatever you believe, like there's just something that goes on beyond that. And so I like to bring in, I like to bring in that piece of it. I really like to mesh those two pieces together. And then there's another thing that goes on and, and this is kind of blends both of the worlds, but we always, we, we kind of get stuck where we're like, like I just talked about, like I can only see myself this way, or I could never do that, or she could do that, but not me. And really that boils down to all of these subconscious beliefs that we are taught as children. And so they, they really do like really what, what I like to work with people in their business is kind of like taking apart their entire belief structure about what's possible for them and then kind of putting it back together. And we use a lot of different tools to do that. But, but I think that in business, it's really important to bring all of those aspects together. And that's why I say it, that's the kind of like my magic strategy. And I, that's why I call it magic because when you have these pieces in place, things start to progress really quickly and you start to think like, oh my gosh, did I just do magic? Like this is crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why I call it magic because it's like these three pieces. If you really have them in place, it's amazing what you can, what you can accomplish really quickly. That's really neat. And one of the reasons why you were on the show today, not only for your talents and your expertise, but the fact that you're passionate about the same thing I'm passionate about, and that is self-worth. And you even go a step further and say net worth. So, and you have a book called 21 Days to Self-Love. I mean, this is just a perfect relationship right here. I love it. So explain to us what that what you feel like that net worth is and kind of why you wanted to write a book about self-love. Yeah. So, um, it's really fascinating to me because I think most people, not all people, but most people put, um, kind of this really, they, they put their own self-worth at the mercy of whatever their net worth is. So, how much, especially in business, right? Like it's really easy to get caught up in that. How much, how much I'm making is equal to how much I'm worth or worthy. Mm. And we do that in ways that we don't even realize that we're doing it sometimes. Um, but the really hustling really hard and being an overachiever and really, you know, again, just focusing on what I call that 3d to do list. And like, it's like, you're not worth anything unless you have achieved all of your goals, unless you hit that net worth that you're yet like looking for. And I like to flip it around and tell people that it, that's actually a broken backwards strategy and model. It's a, it's a completely broken strategy. And the thing is, if you flip it around and, and, and really tap into your self-worth 
apart from whatever it is that 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 monetary or let those goals that you're trying to achieve if you realize that you are worthy no matter what you accomplish or don't or whatever that is it's what is so fascinating is that's when the money starts to flow when you tap into your self-worth the net worth follows and so the reason that i wrote a book about it is a couple of things one this was some this was a lesson that i had to learn for myself as i was building my um, business in the beauty industry specifically like when i was building that business i I would want to put myself out there, but I would always hold myself back and say, well, nobody cares what you have to say or nobody, nobody cares what you think. And then I would kind of beat myself up for not getting further in my career faster and all of those things. So I, I it's like we teach what we need. And, and that was very true with this book. And so for me, I, I understood that that was a a thing that I had always struggled with was my self-esteem and my self-worth. And so I went on my own kind of journey to figure, figure that stuff out for myself and figure out how I could, um, how I could step back and and raise my self-esteem raise my self-worth apart from any, any external circumstance. And so that's what the book ended up coming out of. And I made the book specifically um, for people who want to do great things in the world, because I think we all, every person in the whole world could use a little bit of extra self-love now more than ever, maybe, um, being patient with ourselves and in this, you know, new environment that we find ourselves in and all of that. But, um, but really I have such a big heart for women who want to help in the world to do great things. And I see, like I said, I saw, I've always seen this gap of there are just all these ways that we hold ourselves back. And so if you can tap into self-love, if you can realize that your worth doesn't come from anything outside of yourself, that's when the money starts to flow. That's when the business takes off. That's when all of the things start to line up and get into a flow. So that's where that came from. Just got to get out of your own way. Exactly. And we make it so complicated, but really, it's really not that complicated. But there are some tools and some things that you can do to to really help. And that's the book is literally a a 21-day process for you to be like, okay, like I have things I want to do in this world. I realize that maybe setting really strong boundaries is not my, maybe I say yes to everything or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. So there's all these different tools built into the book that, um, that can help with that. So. And aside from being a business mentor and an author, you're a hypnotherapist and something people may not know about is that you also help light workers release their inner obstacles. And I, I want you to talk to us specifically about these light workers. Like what who are they and what does that look like for them? Well, so I just kind of alluded to it and what I I don't often use the word light workers because well, because people don't necessarily identify with that term, even if they are a light worker. So I'm glad that you asked this question so that we can kind of dive into it. Like you're a light worker, right? You are here to make a difference in the world, to raise up 
the consciousness of the world and in, in the planet in some level, right? If you are out there having some kind of greater mission beyond yourself, then you're a light worker, period. Um, and so th- that's the people that I like to work with is they're, they're people that have vision for themselves, but they have vision beyond themselves as well. They have a vision and heart for helping other people in whatever capacity that is. Like, um, because I come from the beauty industry, several of my clients are hairdressers and makeup artists and that kind of thing. And I even consider them light workers because they are bringing light to people. They are bringing the light into the darkness. If you are bringing light to the darkness, then you are a light worker. We can all see a little light in ourselves then now. I hope, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So you you say you base your main business pillars around spirituality, science, and subconscious alignment. I know we've talked about how you really work on those, um, to, you know, make your clients the best versions of themselves, but what happens when those are out of alignment? Are there signs to look for? Are there things that we can look in ourselves, you know, today while we're listening to this episode to know if these are out of alignment that we need to do a little bit of work? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So really I think, um, I think it comes down to a few things, but procrastination is one of them. Uh, overwhelm, like a constant feeling of overwhelm, a constant feeling of anxiety. Um, again, we talked about, I've mentioned it a couple of times, that 3D strategy, that that really like putting your head down and, and trying to hustle your way there. If you feel like you're beating your head against a wall and you feel like you're doing all the right things and yet it still feels like something's not working. You're like, why am I, why am I not there yet? Why has this not happened for me? Or why, um, why does it feel like it's taking forever? Things are just not in flow. Like things just don't feel easy. It feels really hard. Um, you, anxiety is a really good, um, example of that or, or like I said, overwhelm. So any of those things. And the other thing, that I like to to bring it back around to is money because I do work with business people. So it's like, look at your bank account. Is is do you feel real good about it? Then things are probably working okay, unless you're feeling bad about yourself, which is that whole other self worth topic. But if you're looking at your bank account, thinking, okay, things are not adding up here, things are not in flow. If you're a business owner and you're not like making that income that you want to make or that impact that you want to make, if you aren't being seen, heard, all of those things, then something somewhere is out of alignment. And a lot of times it goes back to some kind of subconscious belief. And so you might easily say, well, of course I want to have a you know really successful business and I really want to do all these great things. But if you're not if you're not being consistent, if you're always in overwhelm, if you're working really hard, like all those things that I mentioned, and you're not, you're not getting there, then there is some kind of a subconscious belief or um, block that is kind of in the way. Um, and so what we can do is literally remove those things. And, and like I said, kind of take apart those old belief structures, just like you would if you were working with an interior decorator in a room, you would be like, 
I like this. I like this. This is good. I hate this piece of furniture. Mm. It needs to go. <laughs> and so you can literally I like be like that analogy. Remove that old nasty couch that <laughs> you know grandma gave you or whatever it is. Like um so so yeah, that's kind of the the roundabout way. I love that. Now, thinking about yourself in in this journey, I'm sure there have been things that you've kind of learned about yourself or or picked up along the way working with clients that you really probably never even knew was going to happen. What's been the most rewarding part of being able to work with business owners and individuals to see these blocks be removed and their success come? What, you know, what does that look like for you? For me specifically, I kind of alluded to, to it in the beginning as well of like, I really wanted to do these big things, but then I would have these things that would hold me back. Like nobody cares what you have to say and all of those things. So for me to reinvent myself completely and do an entire like 180, that was really rewarding. Now bringing it back around to like the clients, that is like when, when I talk about like being a light worker, when you find that thing that you are here to do and it literally just like sets a fire off in your heart and then you can get to do that thing, that is amazing. And so that's how I feel about working with clients. And so for example, one of my clients recently after we worked together, um, she ended up fully booking out her business. There's literally nothing that makes me happier than to have someone say, all of these things are really working for me where all of these things weren't really working for me before. And now I have a process and a pathway to make it much easier. And then to see those like tangible results as well, where it's like, and now my business is booked out. There's literally nothing that makes me happier <laughs> than that. I'm sure you feel the same way about your clients yeah. when they get those results and you're like, this is what I'm here to do. It's like, it's not even a, a reward that you can describe because it's one to feel a reward yourself personally within your own business, but there's something special about seeing it from someone else's perspective and to know you had a hand in it. Um, and just to be able to see them celebrate that and say like, yes, I told you so I told you this was possible. Exactly. And, and the other thing that I always like to tell my students is they'll be like, you know, thank you so much. You, you did this and you did that. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, I didn't do any of that. (laughs) You did all of that. Right. Like that's the thing that makes me so, so fired up is to show other people how powerful they are and that Mm -hmm. they are the one that is doing the stuff, right? Like you're the one holding yourself back and you're the one that can just like propel yourself forward. So when they kind of like, they come to me and they're like, Oh, thank you. I'm like, I, I was a guide, but you did all the work. And yeah. that's such a beautiful thing. Now flipping that though, I'm sure the energy of, you know, working with other people, I feel like it, it can really get to you and it can, it can weigh heavy on you. How do you feel like you deal with that heaviness of, um, you know, kind of taking on other people's problems, I'm putting in quotation marks, or, um, you know, challenges, and really, you know, not letting that affect you personally? Uh, That is an excellent question. And something that actually we've been 
uh, kind of going over in, in one of my groups. So, uh, because I think as you've used the word light worker, any, anybody who is here working with people, wanting to make a bigger difference, a lot of times it's really easy, like you said, to kind of take on other people's energy. And I don't know if you use the word empath, but that's a big word. Um, for a lot of the people I attract, they actually are very empathic. And that just means that they absorb other people's energies really easily. They're, they're kind, they're loving, they want to help. Um, but that also can come with when you, when you don't know how to protect that energy, it can be very draining. Um, and so there are ways that you can kind of protect yourself. And I, I call it like protecting your energy. Um, and I think it's really important. So I, again, I, I tap into some of these like more spiritual aspects of things. Um, so I don't know how far down the woo woo rabbit hole you want to go here today. <laughs> oh, I'm woo woo all the way. So, okay. All you. right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's go there then. Okay. So like one of the first things that I do, and I did it before our interview today, um, I, I mentioned to you, my house is noisy right now and, um, you know, we're, we're home, we're quarantined at this time of the recording of this podcast. And so, um, not only do I have the energy from, you know, my clients and working with them, but there's also the energy that's just all around us every single day. So one of the things that I always love to do before an interview, before coaching, before whatever, um, or even after is I like to grab my sage and I literally will light it up and just sage around myself, around my space, around the computer. Um, and that it, it's actually, again, I, I talk about science as well with the spirituality. There are, there are actual you know, um, articles that have been written about the science behind why and how that works. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it really is a, a very powerful thing to just kind of like cleanse your environment. And you can even do it just energetically by, by, you know, kind of setting that intention. Intention is maybe the most powerful thing you can do is like setting your intention for clearing space or protecting your energy. So that works for anybody. If you're going out into the world, if you're right now, even like if you're going to the grocery, I talk to my students about setting your intention before you even go, um, mm. that you're, that you're going to be protected and that you are, you know, kind of like have a protection bubble around you, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so that goes with working for people, working with people as well. You can literally set your intention that you are not going to be entangled in their energy. And um, it, it comes with practice as well because I'm highly, highly empathic and I used to really let it drain me. And even there are times now where if it's something really intense, I have to maybe even go like take a bath and <laughs> literally wash it off of me. Right. Um, so that's another thing you can do is just drink a lot of water. Um, another thing that I do, I like to bless my water before I drink it. Um, you know, if you, if you believe in any kind of anything, whether you call it God, spirit, angels, like whatever. Um, I do believe that if we can even ask for protection, um, that's another thing that can really, really help. So, um, so there's a few things that I like to do, Those are but great. yes, that's I a great, that. yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Cause sometimes you just, you never know. 
Oh no, no, I, I I'm with you, but no, that those are great because I mean, it, it truly is, you know, putting the power back within you, um, to take those steps and, um, you know, I, I really like what you said about just like setting your intentions. Like that is powerful. And truly it's just about taking that pause and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to go do. And that seems so much more intentional than just kind of crossing things off your list and going about your day. Exactly. And you know, the other part of it is that if you do have any kind of a faith and you're constantly in a state of stress, worry, panic. You know, I always like to say worrying, I I don't know where I heard this quote, but I didn't make it up. But worrying is actually praying for what you don't want. So then the opposite has to also be true, where if you're falling back into your faith of, you know, setting an intention that you will be protected or, you know, whatever it is to protect your energy outwardly and And with your kind of, like you said, just setting that intention, that also has to be true. Um, if you, if you are falling into your faith, that's really, really good. I love that so much. You touched on, you know, ways that you can kind of shed that, that heaviness or, um, you know, really make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. But this is a question I always ask of my guests of what are your favorite ways to be selfish? And, you know, again, I'm thinking about this in a positive light of, you know, taking self-care and though it may be selfish, that is a positive connotation and something that I want to break that stigma of it being a negative connotation. Yeah. So I literally have a thing in my book that talks about redefining the relationship you have with being selfish. Ah, so, I love it. Of course, this is a, absolutely a, a friendship made in, uh, in heaven. In self-care uh, heaven. Yes. <laughs> heaven, exactly. So I'm all about being selfish. And I think being selfish is a very selfless thing to do because everybody probably uses this um, analogy and quote, but it's just such a good one because it, it gives you a really big visual. It's the whole analogy of you as a cup, right? You as a pitcher, whatever. And when that pitcher is full and you are spilling out there is an overflow of love, of abundance, of joy, of all the things you want to give other people. But if you are constantly pouring out from that pitcher, not from your overflow, but from your your energy, your source of, of all of the good things, then eventually that pitcher gets dried up and emptied out. And guess what? You're no good for anybody else. You're no good for yourself. You're no good for your kids. You're no good for your clients. All of that. I'm sure that everyone has heard that analogy, but it is such an important, um, it's a, it, we all go like, yeah, totally. That makes sense. But I couldn't, I, I couldn't do that. I can't tell people no. You know, it's like, there's like, we know it, but we don't embody it. And so, so I love that so much. And, and so my favorite ways to be selfish, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I already talked about baths. I, <laughs> I love a good bath. I, I have, last night. Uh, I'm with you girl. <laughs> I have, I, like, I could be a professional bath taker. If oh, that was wow. a thing. I, I love that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can that be a thing? No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. Sure. So I, I have a, like a bath pillow. I have bath salts. I have like lush products are like my, I'm probably single-handedly keeping them in business. Um, <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that like lush bath bombs are like my love language. Um, and so I have all the things. So taking about, oh, you know what I have? I got to tell you this because when I posted about it on um, Instagram one day, I had everybody being like, where did you get that? But it's a, um, it's one of those like stoppers that goes over like overflow stoppers uh-huh. and it keeps, it goes over that overflow thing. So it keeps, it, it gives you like an even deeper bath. It's amazing. Oh, wow. And you can just find it on Amazon. Okay. But anyway, I like this. I'm going to add you this to my arsenal. Yes. See? Yeah. Um, so that is the a thing that I like to do for myself at least once a week. Um, like act, actually say, and this is where boundaries come in too, is like actually say to my husband and my son, like, I'm going to go get in the bath. They know that that means like, I'm going to be gone for at least an hour. Nobody's allowed to knock on the door. Nobody's allowed to talk to me. This is like a by sacred time. Um, yes. So that's one of my, my big things. And right now I think that's really, that's like one of the only things that I can really do to like get away you know, like right now we're all kind of like trapped together. So it's like, I think now more than ever, you have to find those times to be selfish. I saw, do you know who Sarah Blakely is? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, so I saw on her Instagram the other day that she has been telling her husband, like every day she goes out into the car and will drive around by herself and like sing and dance in the car for like 20 or 30 minutes every single day. That's her like way to to get away. Mm. Um, so the thing that with being selfish is that sometimes you have to ask for the support around it. And for some reason, women don't want to do that. Uh, a lot of times I find that to be true with a lot of my clients. It's like, they want to, they just feel that they need to take everything on for themselves. Everything's on their shoulders. And that is just so not the truth. So finding ways to, to just ask for support when you need it. Because again, just go back to that image of you being that pitcher tipped all the way upside down and that last little drop coming out. That's what happens when we don't be a little selfish. So yeah. Now, do you watch TV or listen to music or read a book? What do you do when you take your bath? Um, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. So I, so I, I've talked about, um, well, you kind of mentioned briefly that I'm a hypnotherapist, so I will, I'll do a little hypnosis or meditation Mm. or something like that in my bath. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then sometimes I will listen to a book. I'm a big audible gal. Uh Okay. yeah, because I, I think, you know, when we are busy, we have to find creative ways to do all the things we want to do. And I love reading. I actually just started a book club, but it, it's all about um, like specifically around money mindset and money consciousness. So books about that. Those are my favorite books to read a lot of times or personal development or whatever. So we, we have to get creative. So Audible is my new best friend. So yeah, I'll put on an Audible book or a meditation or a hypnosis that... Um, you know, I have a, a, a hypnosis right now out and I can send you a link if you want, but it's yes. all about, um, anxiety, relieving the anxiety 
and it works for now. It works for any time. I didn't, I, it's not specific to any one scenario, but it will just help relieve your anxiety on a really deep level. Even the thing, the thing that's really cool about hypnosis is, you know, I think there's probably all these myths and craziness out there about, is it mind control? Is it whatever? And my favorite thing I've ever heard about it is, um, that it's meditation with a goal. So if you've ever done meditation, Mm. basically the same thing, but you kind of, you're, it's like a guided meditation. You're being guided through a process of, to a deep relaxation. That's really it. So, um, in a nutshell, but, uh, yeah, so I'll do, I'll do something like that and I record my own and that kind of thing, but they're really powerful for, um, changing kind of again at that subconscious level. And so I do that with myself as well. So that's what a lot of times that's what I'll do in the bath, but you know, I don't watch a ton of TV. Um, well, I guess I shouldn't really say that. I do watch some TV with my son, but mm-hmm. I usually let him choose. And so it's like, you know, we're, we're really big in the Disney channel shows and that sure. kind of thing. And so not, nothing fun there. That's not for me. That's for him. Um, that's no, but I like the idea of being productive in the sense of you're practicing your self care, but you're also, you know, meditating with a goal and, yeah. or, you know, listening to a book. So like that, that little part of me that, has a really hard time sitting down to watch a movie or sitting down to read a book because I think of all the other things on my list. I really like when there's things like this where you're accomplishing two things because then I can justify taking the time. Yes. That makes sense. Like that seems so counterintuitive. Like why do you need to accomplish something if you're practicing self-care? But there's something about saying like, well, I'm doing this and this. So this is a good use of my time. Yes. I would say that's one of my favorite things to do is to kind of like have that where you're kind of like, you're doing two things that you want to be doing because I do think that there is, when you do have your own, you know, your business, like there, there's something that feels like you feel really good that you are kind of like taking a step toward, you know, whatever it is. But I do think it's important also to have times where you just completely unplug and do a whole lot of nothing. I also have a thing, and I don't know if this would be selfish, but maybe, um, but I like to once a week, typically Sunday, not get dressed at all. So (laughs) I do nothing. I do nothing. (laughs) And so those are the days maybe I will watch a little TV or, or whatever it is, but like, I don't get dressed. I don't do, I don't do anything. (laughs) And I love it. That's your Sabbath. I like that. That's it. That's it. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more, Sarah? Mm, I am sure that that is true, but I like to, um, I really like to like one of my big kind of lessons, even from this quarantine time is surrender, surrender to the moment, surrender to what is surrender to the powers that be like Mm. trying to force, trying to say, I wish I was doing more of this, or I wish that gets into a whole other energy. And so, yeah, there are times that I feel that way, but I like to really walk myself back to the moment. I really think we spend so much time in the past and in the future. It's such a beneficial thing to really just be in the moment, to just be present with what is and to surrender because 
that's all you really can do anyway. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I always ask that question um, just because I think it's interesting to know kind of what people feel like they would be doing if they had more time. But now that we are in a space where we do have quote unquote more time, it's interesting to see what actually does get accomplished and the things that we think we want to do if we had more time. And then when we actually have it, you know, maybe they don't happen. And then it's like, well, we were just dreaming then all along. It's Mm. interesting. It is interesting. And I think right now is a really cool time because like I say that knowing, I don't mean, oh, it's a great time because a lot of people are dying. No, of course I'm, I don't want to, you know, go down that, but I just mean, what are the silver linings? And one of them is that right now you are getting a chance to see what's really important to you and what, you know, what are those things that you maybe said you want to do, but you're not doing well, then maybe it really isn't all that important. And you also have an opportunity. We all have an opportunity to go, okay, this is a, this is an actual reset on my life. If I allow it to be what do I want? And kind of do that thing that I was talking about earlier about the furniture, rearranging the room and saying, what do I want my life to look like? How Mm -hmm. do I want to spend my time? And even I am having some really interesting realizations um, with, you know, just my son being home. I'm like, I don't want to, I work a lot because I love what I do, but i also want to be spending a lot of time with him and him being home. Obviously that's a whole different thing. He's home all day, every day right now. Um, but I want to make sure that I am designing my life around putting my family really high up on the list. And so looking at what is and looking at what I want it to be. So I think everybody has that unique opportunity right now. If you, again, surrender and to it and allow that to be the case. Because it'll be over before we know it. And we'll look back and think, oh man, that would have been a great opportunity to do X, Y, Z. So it's a really good time to, to evaluate what that looks like so that you can practice you know, what, you, what future you would wish you would have started. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Sarah, it. what is next for you? Oh goodness. Let's see. I, so I, I'm really excited about this book club I just started, like I was mentioning. So that's kind of a big focus of mine right now. Um, for me, I'm trying to use this time, uh, to really kind of like find ways that I can like I mentioned, be the light and be, um, be helpful to people right now. Uh, and then the, the kind of like coming up for me, coming down the line, I have a, um, becoming magical Academy that I'll be opening up again, um, soon ish. But, but right now I'm really just trying to kind of stay in the moment and focus on how I can be of service to my community and people around me. So that was that was another reason I was excited to be on the podcast today because I I I just I love our our communities and I I want to just be of service and valuable. 
Well, I'm, I'm really glad we got a chance to talk because like we said so many times, we, I feel like we really do align in our thinking and our values. Um, but you also just gave us some really good things to think about and um, even some tangible takeaways that we can go out and practice now. Um, so thank you so much, Sarah. I'm really uh, glad we had a chance to connect. Thank you so much for, for having me. This has been a, a beautiful conversation. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.